Welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name's Brandon McIntosh. I am your host with all the good news and the bad news for you. Uh, with me today, as always, is Tyler Shasha. Tyler Shastra. There's a, I, I missed some letters there. You got yeah. a lot of extra letters in your last name, so it's sometimes it's just, hard to say. I just make it up. There's a bunch of them. Just a just soup start, pot of letters. You pick the ones you want to use. I'll take it. Start with the Shah and then just end any way you want. Shkoshma. Shkanashma. That's good. Uh, so you're keeping up on the news. You're, you're seeing that the barbecue owners are being uh, arrested in Toronto. <laughs> Who the fuck is this clown think he is? Just a real muddy boot of a man. <laughs> a muddy boot of a man. That's a great description. Never heard that before. He's got like seven different colors of plaid shirts. That's all he wears. This barbecue fucking asshole. And he kept his barbecue open during the lockdown, even though he was supposed to be closed. For people that don't know what we're talking about, there's this fucking jerk in Etobicoke who owns like a hipster barbecue restaurant. You can tell right away it's like a fucking, not like a progressive hipster barbecue restaurant, but like an asshole. Because there's different types of hipsters now in 2020. Yeah, they're not you, all you got, liberal. Like you, can, uh, you got these conservative asshole fucking hipsters too. These fucking, like it, <laughs> it's hip to be square. <laughs> like these guys are losers, you know. And uh, he opens a barbecue restaurant his dad gives him all the fucking money for the barbecue restaurant too he's like he's like you want to see white rich kid privilege at its finest look at this fucking loser yeah, it's not some yeah. struggling restaurant right it's not just like doing no, everything be, you can to keep it open he'd be fine to hang tight for a little bit you know and that's all the province is asking them to do with these new lockdown restrictions just hang tight a little longer you can't have indoor eating and and this fucking this lunatic just defied everything, kept his barbecue joint open, and it ended up being a hotspot for all these anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. These, yeah. these pricks show up in droves, like fucking piles of people not wearing masks, not being safe, getting barbecue, sitting down, eating across from their dickhead friends. And this dickhead stays open for fucking... Three or four days, no matter what the cops try to tell him or lock the doors, he breaks in, you know. And yeah. it, really, he got all these fines. He got all these fines. And one of the fines on there is from the health department saying that he had rodents running around. Like there's fucking mice everywhere and mice <laughs> shit everywhere. It wasn't like a... Hey, you slather them in barbecue sauce. What's the difference, right? This fucking prick's breaking all sorts of laws, and then he's mouthing off to the news all the time, calling them. And, like, I'm not a big fan of main media news, but he's, like, getting right in their face, telling them to get off the property and that they're trespassing. And then he goes and puts on another plaid shirt and comes back and yells at more people. Puts on a, so, puts on a different—he sweat through that one, has to put on the next one. It's, it's, it's hot business doing barbecue. And then fucking—so on the third day, the cops go there in the morning— and they lock the doors, like they get a locksmith and they lock the doors and they still show up and break in and all these anti-maxers and fucking conspiracy theory. Like, do these guys, yeah, do they think they're going down in history as like heroes and like their pictures are going to be in history books? Him getting dragged away in handcuffs by the police with his barbecue restaurant in the back just going to be in future history books? No. Like these... 
conspiracy theory assholes that are taking it too far and thinking that like this is government control and military control and next thing you know you're you know not going to be able to leave your house after dark and shit like there's actually a virus going around and we should do what's best to get rid of it and you can't have barbecue right now just hang tight for a minute like every fucking anybody else there are businesses out there that are hurting and yeah. they they need to figure out ways our business is hurting. You and I own a small business that's hurting. But we're not fucking out doing bullshit, you know? I heard the guy yeah. wants a barbecue commercial. You up for it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, sure. But you could still get barbecue. I don't know what people's big fuss is about. Like, he he had a huge parking lot. It looks like he throw up a bunch of picnic tables, and he would have been doing fine. Now he's got all, the, now he's got all these fines and stuff to pay. Oh, apparently the fucking prick job made a bunch of money off a of takeout already. Like yeah. he's just he's just using this platform to be a fucking prick, and it and it draws the attention of other pricks. All these it's funny calling anti-vaxxers pricks. Yeah, well, look at all the people <laughs> that support him that are just probably gonna buy the shit out of his barbecue now, which is you know a, a crazy good business move, but like a, a shitty mor- moral move. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, you know, who knows if this guy was, like, anti-masker or not. I think he just saw an opportunity and went for it, right? You know, he saw his, his, his business shutting down. He saw all these people fighting. He's like, hey, maybe if I just, you know, look like the ringleader of all this, they'll come and buy all my barbecue. I, I think it had very, I, uh, I think it had very little to do with that. He's probably... You know, he's a, he's probably doesn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It, yeah, they're it's probably a way all just to, like him. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're all they're all probably just like him. And then he made a bunch more friends. His social media probably blew up. His Instagram and Facebook probably blew up. So he's probably like, yeah, seeing the business opportunity, but also seeing like you know his. Ego is dumb male ego just inflating on like yeah. fucking people love me not only for my barbecue but for my fucking conservative fucking viewpoints <laughs> and just just like like every take the hit like everyone else everyone's taking a fucking hit yeah. and it sucks and he's he's making a get together for the anti-maskers you say but I you know what maybe that's what we need instead of having all these shitty people spread out. Let's just get them all in the same place where you can keep an eye on them, right? You know, yeah. have this be the headquarters. You, know, you want to do your protests, you know, get together real tight. We'll fence you off <laughs> and you're only danger to yourselves. Like you're not out there on your own doing your own just crazy tyrant in some grocery store. Like you're you're there with your fellow anti-maskers and you could leave everyone alone. That's what that's what they did out this way, right? And I guess London, you Ontario. Get, you get some good. You get some good brisket while you're at it. Yeah, in London, Ontario. Here, they want to do all these freedom rallies, right? They're like, you know what? Why don't you go to New Elmer, town of seventeen hundred people, just out in the middle of nowhere, just like half populations Mennonites. That's what they did. They had like some crazy big rally, like hundreds of people showed up, and it's like, you know, get them all out in the middle of nowhere where they don't care about COVID. That's probably the best move. Instead of having them roam around downtown London, just get them out there in Mennonite country. A bunch of people that don't believe or give a shit about COVID, by the way. And yeah, you know, get them, get them all in one place. Get, get the sheep, get, get the sheep in a fenced off area. It's funny calling them sheep because they're calling us sheep. 
<laughs> but uh, sheeple. I don't. I didn't know because I'm naive and dumb. I didn't know that so many people were like that f- fucking ignorant to everything and. Like I, I, and the people who I see being ignorant, like it, there's a part of it, and even like this fucking barbecue guy, like there's there's a part of it yeah. where it's like, are these guys doing like a bit, or they, is it like a joke to them that they can just take it too far and be like, I don't want to believe in the fear aspect of things, so you know they think they would be less of a man or woman, I guess, but it's a lot of men. You don't see yeah. a lot of women at these anti. Masker rallies. Oh, you do. You see a lot of families. That's the crazy. Well, that's because they're just listening. They're just listening to the fucking the male ego that's fucking telling them like to not give in to their fears. Right. That's what it. That's what this is really about. It's just a bunch of dumb men that don't want to say that they're scared of a you know respiratory airborne virus that you can't see that might be asymptomatic for 14 days it's a scary thing when you start actually fucking thinking about it and your anxiety plays off it and you're a dumb barbecue man and you're just like ah i'm mad and i just want a barbecue and my barbecue is so important you're gonna shut down my barbecue for 14 fucking days you can't do that you can, and apparently his you fucking these, dad's got money, good. so like you're not losing barbecue, boy. Just fucking suck on a steak <laughs> and shut the fuck up. Yeah, just lick your fingers and just kick back and wait. All right, but uh, you know, I I feel like most of these people, you know, they don't look like the conspiracy type, and I feel like a lot of them, they're just newbies to this conspiracy world, and they just fall they just fall down rabbit holes way too easy, yeah. right? Because like a lot of these people are. You know, learning about, especially like 2020 for sure, people are just like hooked in on on YouTube and Facebook, just getting getting all their information from there. And, you know, we probably do that, too. But, uh, you know, people are just fucking you and I and like people that were on the Internet like 15 years ago. And so you hear the conspiracy theories and you go fucking Infowars and Alex Jones and shit when he was starting out. I was listening to it. But like from a point of view of like, OK, there's an interesting take on things on on vaccines or on the government or on, you know, secret societies and shit. There's an interesting take that it could happen. But, uh, you know, you learn about it and you kind of like you have that angle of point of view and it's cool to know that that exists, but to know that there's also probably a lot of farce in it and it's not real. But then you have these just working class people that, you know, they might they vote conservative or whatever and they just they're hardworking blue collar. They go to work, they come home, they watch fucking sitcoms and they go to bed and they do the next the same thing the next day and they've been doing that their whole life yeah. but now they they had pandemic time yeah, they, go down these, they go down these youtube holes they have this pandemic time to go down these youtube holes and they start hearing these conspiracy stuff for the first time oh they could put microchips in vaccines and stuff yeah. i've never heard of that before that's that's what's happening like you get raged up because oh, you're yeah. like they're trying to take our fucking jobs and they're going to take our money and you know so it's going to be a communist world and it's like that's not going to happen there's actually a fucking virus out there 
whether it's super deadly or not, there's people dying, there's cases happening, yeah. and you need to take the precautions, wash your fucking hands, and wear a fucking mask. And that's and you can totally tell that uh, at these rallies, all these anti-maskers and stuff, because not one of them will have the same answer of, like, why they're there and, like, what the cause is for. <laughs> like, some of them are like, oh, this virus isn't even real. It's not, a, it's all in our minds, or, like, it. Some are like, yeah, the virus is real, but it's not that bad. And others are like, it was designed specifically to attack certain kinds of people. And, you know, everyone has a different idea what it is. And the fact that, like, no one can get a straight answer on it. Uh, it kind of it sucks that there hasn't been an outbreak yet at one of these fucking rallies or at this barbecue restaurant. Because it would be fucking hilarious if that fucking barbecue owner and, like, 25 of his closest friends... Well, all got COVID and ended up in on ventilators. It would be funny to me, I think. At this point, you being a fucking barbecue asshole. Well, people are, uh, you know, people are pretty stubborn in their ways. And have you heard there's people cases that are literally on respirators in the hospital still denying that COVID is is fake as they're dying? That's fucked up. They, yeah, they think just, that the doctors are telling them something that it isn't, you know? So... These places, yeah, these anti-mask rallies, these could be one of the biggest spreaders and we don't even know. Because do you think these people, as sick as they are, you know, unless they end up in the emergency room and they find out they have COVID, if they're just sick at home, they're not going to go in. That's true. Even if they think they have it, they're just, they're going to be in denial like they always are. And then that is and just then, a cold. And then they're probably going to they kill anyone they know over fucking 70. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm not just going to be some other statistic. I'll just stay at home and fight this thing. It's just a cold. You know, in most cases it will be. And then it, it which sucks because then it just falls into their, that's part more ammunition for them, right? Like, oh, I had COVID. Just had a few sniffles. Took a day to get rid of. And it's just, oh, God. Like, and okay. like these barbecue assholes. We're fucking. Can we stop throwing the word barbecue at this, okay? I love barbecue, and the more we throw this barbecue under the bus. Well, this Pacific Adamsville barbecue or Adamson Sun barbecue. There you go. um, This specific asshole. um, Like, they were spitting on. Like, I don't like cops as much as the next guy. But they're spitting on cops and stuff. I don't care if you're sick with COVID or just syphilis. You shouldn't be spitting on anybody. Spitting should be saved for very specific occasions. Like, you know, they finally catch, like, uh, the witch in town that's been killing all the children. They drag her through the town square. You spit on that witch. (laughs) Like, just your fellow man, just people trying to help and do their job and keep the peace. Don't spit on that. Don't spit on the cops. Like if the, I know the cops have been shitty, but it's not what spitting's for. If the cops and the New World Order and stuff, if they if they wanted to control us, I think they would do it in a much different way. I don't. I don't think this is how they would go about it. I didn't plan on it for this episode, but next episode let's we could talk about this more and like the great reset, you know, everyone's talking about and how like even countries are starting to co- say it like the great reset, you know, they're calling it the one world government, but uh, I want to get deeper into that more. Sorry, you were saying I was just getting riled up about this barbecue fucking clown. <laughs> the barbecue. Guy. I hope this hasn't spoiled barbecue in general for you. Well, I've been I've been already thinking about dabbling away from meat, so this might just do it for me. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess barbecue meat. I guess, uh, what, what goes, what's some good vegetables you can lather in barbecue sauce? Uh, zucchinis. Zucchini, mushrooms, portobellos. Carrots. There you go. Just don't leave the barbecue world just yet. It still has, there's a lot of love. Don't let that guy ruin it for you. No, and I and I still enjoy meat. I had meat today, but I'm not letting this guy totally ruin meat for me. There's a lot of other ways that you can be afraid of eating meat. The fact that you're just slaughtering innocent animals. Is oh, the one we'll place get into that. We'll get into that one day too. More future episodes. Just gotta highlight but, these spots. Just gotta remember this. I'm just saying this guy is being a prick, and the people that are supporting him are pricks themselves. And yeah, you know what? few weeks from now we're gonna forget all about this oh totally but people just need something to hang their hat on so that happened this week and anybody that wants to be a little bit afraid of the virus can hang their hat on this barbecue guy we shouldn't be even talking about it this much like we've talked about it for probably 15 minutes too long now like we shouldn't give this guy the breath he should just shut up do his jail time get fucking fined and and not be a prick and, you, got uh, some, you got some news articles? <laughs> I do have some news articles. Uh, one, one you sent me, I already had fired up and ready to go. Because you, you, you know I've been reading Yeah, I read this, that this afternoon. It was weird. Um, of this giant metal monolith that was found in the deserts of Utah. Out in the middle of nowhere in a national park. You know, this isn't, there's no trail to this place. When was it found? Um, probably a little over a week ago. I started seeing articles okay. about it. Uh, okay. There's a group of of uh, park employees. They were in a helicopter uh, surveying the area, and they were coming around this, this this part of this rock. And the one guy spotted it because it's this bright, shiny metal monolith, right, sticking out of the ground. So he saw like kind of light shining off of it. So he saw it and he pointed at it, and they all and he's like, "Get down there!" Like, what is that? So they turned around, they saw this thing, they landed it. They went up. They just took pictures with it, and uh, it's freaky. it's just like a metal. It's just a metal rod sticking out of the ground, but it, it's like it's like shiny, like four sided shiny metal rod. It's, yeah, it's not like a piece of fucking rebarb. It's it's an actual like post. No, yeah, and this thing is no. It is like right in the ground, like not how that deep. deep but did it, they try digging into? They tried digging it, like seeing how deep it was. I don't think anyone's dug it, but it but. Just even the pictures alone, you could tell it's just planted uh, in this dry desert ground. Uh, so they, yeah, they took pictures. They, you know, they flew back, uh, got some media coverage, but they wouldn't. Now, like, so was this like a remote area that people don't like travel to often? Like they don't. Yeah, this is a hard, like, hard place to get off, on foot. Like this is off the beaten path. This is the back country of this national park, and since then, people have managed to find this thing. But these are like serious, like like backcountry campers that like normally do this kind of thing. So, I guess the coordinates were given out, like they were trying to keep it a secret. Some people found this thing, and yeah, they don't know where it came from. Uh, they don't think it's of alien origin, which is what everyone's thinking. Uh, That's my first thought: is that like it fell off of a spaceship and just got lodged in the ground perfectly yeah and like well everyone's obvious thing is a 2001 space odyssey uh it it looks you know that's clearly the inspiration for whoever did this art installation which is exactly what it is and oh that you're fucking you're saying it's a fucking art installation oh someone put it there for sure it's not some government 
But if it's way off the beaten path, you know, it could no, be... A, that's why it's fishy. You know, the people that found this, I feel like... You think the people was, that found it put it there? Is it a Bigfoot scenario? Tipped off. Or, you know, it could have been there a long time just waiting, you know... Maybe they knew people would find it and would get all this media coverage because it's a crazy thing to find in the middle of the desert. And then you just totally, you just like I, I was sent you this article and I wanted to talk about this because I thought you'd be all about it being aliens because <laughs> I'm all about it being fucking aliens or some sort of weird religious like comeback thing or like you know. It could, I, something that something that like the ancient Aztecs planted deep within the Earth's core that finally like rose up. Maybe it didn't fall from the ground. It came from it came from the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know you come. To I had me all from. these <laughs> I had all these conspiracies about it that I were gro- was growing attached to, and then you come in here and it's like, no, it's just some art exhibit that some losers put there and then tried to claim that it was. Well, I think if it was an art exhibit, it'd be nicer than just a pole in the ground big, big hunk of metal i don't know even the first even the original pictures of it before it even mentions that hey maybe so it's an art exhibit i just i don't know it looked man-made and like uh, that would be a fun crazy weird thing to find in the desert who else would put it there but an artist you're becoming soft man you would have been all hey, like, 10 years ago you would have been all over you this want me to talk like, about weird some, things found in the desert i can go all day but this this some thing, ancient stripper pole in the desert like that's that's cool that's a very uncomfortable stripper pole. But, yeah, it was, like, square. But now it went missing, right? Yeah. So I didn't even think that – I didn't think what you said, that it was an art exhibit. That didn't cross my mind no. until you said it. I was thinking aliens. I was thinking ancient Aztec stripper pole, all these different things. But then when it went missing, I was like, okay, maybe some drunk teenagers – Got out there and <laughs> stole it. Like, we used to steal the Ronald McDonald's oh, just, just put statues. It on their, put it on their longboard and just roll it out of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> you know how people go steal statues and stuff. Oh, man. So, I was a teenager. Yeah, we stole all kinds of stupid things. Signs. So I figured it was just drunk teenagers stealing this uh, ancient Aztec stripper pole. But now you're saying it's probably fucking this desert Banksy that just put it there. Yeah, that's well, that's the other thing. It. The fact that it it is most likely man-made, it was a lot of work put into this. Whoever put it there and took it away, you know, this is in, this is private, like, this is like government land, right? This is a national park. So, like, it's illegal what they're doing, coming in and out, however they're what doing they, it. Wouldn't there be tracks in the sand? Yeah, that, they, they haven't talked any, they haven't talked about that. They haven't found any tracks. Like, is this thing just getting dropped by a helicopter? Like maybe this is some kind of weird government thing. They're like it. Maybe it's for some use, and like maybe they're like, "Oh shit, they're onto us." They flew in, picked it up, and left with it again. There you go. That's what I want to hear. Here, you want me to get that more? Yeah. Like, uh, like in two thousand space, two thousand one space odyssey, this this giant, uh, crazy long monolith that you see throughout the movie. At the beginning, that's where it lands. The apes find it. And they're all yeah. just like rubbing it and just <laughs> just freaking out. And then that opening scene goes on like three minutes too long. That whole movie goes on like uh, like hours too long. <laughs> visually, visually fantastic movie. If you just want to look at a painting of a film, yeah, great. You know, and there's amazing aspects of it. But my God, does it drag on? But that that idea is like this uh, bizarre. You know, seems to be like artificial but yet intelligent object. 
that somehow has influence on other like biological intelligence. So like it it gave influence to these apes, and it's kind of always been around Earth. So it, and I think that's what the story is trying to tell, right? This thing's had an influence on Earth's evolution and the direction it took until they try and go find it at the end of the movie. So, you know, maybe the government's dabbling in that. <laughs> Who knows? Like, what else could it be? Maybe it's gonna sh- maybe it's gonna show up like in like the Arctic somewhere next, you know. Yeah. And, like, it's just going to show up in different places around the world. And if it, I'd expect something way bigger and cooler for it to be an alien one. Like, yeah, this one looks like, yeah, a bunch of people. It's like uh, crop circles, you know? Like, juries, like, I don't think juries out well, on crop circles. those are real. But there is... Those are real. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a society of people that make crop circles. Seeing the ones that they make compared to some of the bizarre ones they have no answers for, there's a clear difference. Yeah, I agree, I agree that crop circles probably started out as alien, and then humans were like, well, I could do that. I got a piece of plywood and a couple horses. Yeah, maybe, you know, crop circles, they've been recorded all through history, even the Middle Ages. There's like, what do you call it? There's like etchings, <laughs> like wooden etchings of like these, they thought were demons creating these circles in the field, so... Yeah, or, like, the ones that are, like, burnt. Like, they look like they're done, like, precisely with a laser. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the times those ones that are extremely precise, uh, they find the plants aren't even, they've been bent over but aren't dead and aren't broken. Like, they're still alive. They've just been perfectly bent over. And a lot of them have a lot of radiation readings. That's another bizarre finding. Yeah, that's the weird one, too. Well, yeah, we're Whoa. the, the crook. Where the crop is, like, actually still fine, but just, like, bent over. Yeah, like, where this bend is happening, they find, like, all these, like, cells and stuff, like, just destroyed by radiation. It's like, where the hell does radiation come from at this exact point in the plant where it's bent over? Which is, uh, you know, they don't have an answer for that, but uh, if you ask me, it's just aliens, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Or magicians or wizards. God, I don't know. Fairies. Could be an ancient, ancient uh, legion of wizards, yeah. and uh, that's all they do with their powers. They just make these beautiful art installations and fields with their minds. Yeah, uh, I kind of like that. Let's go with that. I like that. Uh, speaking of wizards, we were talking about wizards last week. Actually, no, we weren't. We were talking about Santa Claus, but Santa Claus is basically a fat wizard, right? Yeah, he's kind of like a Christmas wizard. But. Uh, uh, other fat wizards uh, North Korea I've been watching seeing a lot of news out of North Korea and how they're dealing with the whole COVID crisis which is kind of nuts uh, like their numbers have been low but they're just like super paranoid and they've just been executing people who had the virus like who are positive wow. it's like, like that's one way to keep numbers down I, I did see that article about uh, what's his name Kim Jong Kim Jong He's executing people for, uh, like, he would execute that barbecue guy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah like, without question. Yeah. And he's put his, he put the whole capital in lockdown, but, I'm like, isn't that place normally in, like, a semi-lockdown all the time? It's like, I feel like these people aren't, it's not that different than their normal life. They're still kind of locked down all the time. But, uh, anyways, now he's, he's gone as far as uh, banning all fishing in the ocean. Because he doesn't want the virus to spread to the ocean and poison the ocean. That's a good idea. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure his. I'm sure all of his top scientists came to him and told him this. It's like you're gonna give all the fishies COVID. We have to pull the fishing boats before that happens. <laughs> and it's crazy because he says that the whole world thinks he's nuts, but all those people hear that and they're like, ah, oh, yes, perfect. That makes total sense. We'll starve even further by not eating fish, and uh, because we don't want to give the ocean COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's nutty going. And I was also thinking, I don't know, how does this tie into Santa Claus? Because they did bring up Santa Claus. I think Kim Jong is, is like a scary dictator, creepy Santa Claus. Because I didn't know this, that everyone is, ba- well, everyone's brainwashed in North Korea. That's obvious. But right. one of the things they do believe is that their leader, Kim Jong-un, that they can, he can read their minds and he has the ability to read their minds at any time. Who else does that? Santa Claus. Yeah, he's he, kind of a wizard. Kim Jong-un, he also, he has a, a good list and a bad list, uh, most likely. And you probably don't want to be put on the bad list because he'll probably feed you to dogs or something. That's a little harsher than Santa, but still, lists. And he's fat and jolly. So I'm just saying North Korea has their own Santa Claus, and it's their, it's their, it's their leader. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I don't think I had much else. Oh, I did have a space junk update. Uh, a few a few episodes back, we, we talked about space junk and all the crap floating around our atmosphere that can cause a lot of problems. The, well, I guess the Kessler the, theory, the Phil the Kessel Kessel theory, the Kessler syndrome, yes. But I guess uh, the European Space Agency has create has hired a company that's going to send these uh, junk tow trucks essentially into space and just like pull these like broken down satellites out of orbit. And, like, get them out of harm's way. Active satellites don't crash into them. That's cool. That is good. That's a positive. You got to send some space garbage man up to space to get the garbage. Yeah, you got to get space garbage man. I heard heard a cool space fact today. Tell me that. To take a fucking left turn here. Did you know that, uh, I think it was probably in the, I'd say, when were we going into space a lot? Like, when was it? About the 80s, 70s? <laughs> I don't know. I think we've been going into space fairly regularly since. Not in the 60s. 20s, 30s, okay. 40s. Yeah, you know, I know that. So, like, Pizza Hut started in, like, the 60s. But did you know that Pizza Hut is the only fast food delivery chain to deliver to outer space? They delivered How does pizza. That work? They delivered pizzas to the International Space Station sometime in the 80s. And it costed like a million bucks, but wow! Did like P- Pizza have P- to create their own like uh, space program to do this? Well, I think they teamed up with NASA and they just got some pizzas up to the space station. The guys were probably sick of eating. All the astronauts were probably sick of eating astronaut wow. food. They're like, we got to get these guys some stuffed crust, man. Look it wow. up. Now there's an ad space there. <laughs> just sending pizza to space. Did it pay off for Pizza Hut? Did it work? Uh, probably not. Probably worked just as well as their like book club, where you'd read ten books and get a free pizza. I never ended up doing that. Made it Did, like was a there like a, a astronaut delivery man bringing the pizza there? I would assume they probably the had to hire another astronaut to be the delivery man. Do you think they had to tip them? Do you bring money to space? <laughs> I would hope if it was a million dollar pizza order, I hope they would tip. Yeah, like. Fifteen percent of a million dollars. That, that astronaut's making a good tip. 
Hopefully they weren't stingy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, Pizza Hut becomes the first company in history to deliver pizza to outer space. That's, uh, yeah, no one, no one else has tried since. Taco Nobody. Bell hasn't taken a stab at it. No, even with, like, all these uh, Uber Eats and stuff, you know, nobody else has tried. It was in it was in July 2000. I said the 80s. <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> in July yeah, I don't 2000. Think the tech, yeah, I think space technology was still new. I don't think they're just like, you know what, let's just do a giant ad for Pizza Hut. <laughs> for our space I don't think program. it was a giant ad. They just wanted to get pizza up there. Ingredients included crispy crust, Pizza sauce and cheese, but was topped with salami and enhanced pizza flavor because researchers found that pepperoni did not withstand 60 days testing process. In addition, the Pizza Hut space pizza was made six inches in diameter. That's not a very big pizza. The no. size of that's the size of a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. That's a tall order for a small ass pizza. Well, it was. In order to fit into the smaller ovens they had on board the International Space Station. They have to cook this thing themselves? Like, what kind of pizza delivery is this? Might as well get Delicio. Yeah, I guess it it doesn't sound like they got, like, a stuffed crust or, like, a... uh, Yeah, go go all out. Calzone. And, like, the best thing about Pizza Hut is the lunch buffet. So that's probably the next step that Pizza Hut needs to do, is they need to attach a Pizza Hut lunch buffet section to the international space station they could just ship that up there they can just attach it to the side and yeah uh, bingo you got your your pizza hut buffet they should pizza hut should actually just open a wing on the space station with a buffet yeah. and then they can just eat it there yeah um, and just install a pizza oven then you can actually cook pizza-sized pizzas in there you don't have to suffer with your your shitty delicio just like personal pizzas that they're sending up there. I don't know. I don't. It, you you think they just sent it there because they asked them for it? You don't think this is any ploy at all to sell well, more pizza pizzas Hut, for Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut is the world's largest pizza restaurant with more than 8,000 units in the United States and 4,000 <laughs> units in 90 countries. The company is recognized leader. They have they have a twenty five billion dollar pizza. Like that's their fucking so sending. So they can they probably did start their own space program with that kind of money. That's space program money there. Yeah. Can you imagine they, that? Like it was got, a, it was a sponsorship campaign for sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> Would you, like, can you imagine that though? Like you have NASA and then you have all these private. Uh, places uh, like elon musk starts up his own program right you get all these private enterprises starting up space programs which is new imagine pizza hut just came out and just be like we're starting a space program (laughs) we are sending pizza men and pizza women into space i sent you the article in case you don't believe me (laughs) okay you can Uh, go see pictures of it if you want uh, uh, just the astronauts eating the pizza he, heating up the pizza in their tiny oven and then eating it. That's adorable. I want to believe that, but I'm also pissed off that that's like a real thing. Like the amount of resources and money just put in, you know, just, oh, there's just like, a rocket fuel alone to get this pizza up and in, up into the upper atmosphere to deliver to these people. It was definitely just burning this fuel. Yeah, I don't like I don't it. Know. I don't Fuck know, you, man. Pizza Hut. I don't know. You, you I'm on support. Uh, I'm on, on board. board. I'm on board. 
You sent me a like, video too. Is there like that's a- the vi- that, that's the video of the guy eating it in space. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, maybe you know, but, but like, what other delivery chains are gonna go to space? Nobody's done it since. It's been twenty years. That, that's true. Probably because it was a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like something Elon Musk might pull off. Like he already sent a car with like a spacesuit into space. God knows where that's gonna end up. I'm just saying, you're an astronaut. You've been up in space for a while. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a nice crispy crust pizza? Yeah. With salami instead of pepperoni, because the pepperonis go bad after 60 days. (laughs) You got a shitty old space pizza. No thanks. Let's get into our main topic today. Uh, This kind of jumps off our topic of plastic that we had a while ago. Uh, Plastic being a horrible toxin to this planet and how it's everywhere and impossible to get rid of. Uh, that just kind of led me down a rabbit hole of just like, you know. You eat a every- credit card a year, right? You eat a whole <laughs> credit, credit card, card a year. You got a visa inside <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. By the time you're 80, you just got a pile of, of uh, old plastic cards inside you. They'll just, uh, the doctors have to cut you open and pull the cards right out. They form into cards. Not true. That's how, that's how visa cards are born. So also not true. But anyways, learning about plastic kind of led me down a rabbit hole of learning about other uh, things that are we're surrounded by every day and use every day that are just slowly poisoning us, uh, making us dumb, making us violent, and making us insane. So let's uh, we're going to talk about all our household toxins, I guess is the best way to put it. Just a bunch of kids drinking Mr. Clean under the bathroom cupboard. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, that's why they put those child locks on those Mr. Clean bottles. But kids aren't stupid. But they're stupid enough to drink it. But that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about just things that we don't realize. Like you, you touch a, you touch yeah. some, you touch your shoes after they got some shoe polish on them, and then you put your fingers in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, shoe polish poisoning. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's a major problem in the in the, the first class generation of people. Yeah, get their shoe polished still. No, I'm talking about, um, you know, things that are poisoning us today, things that have poisoned us in our past that might have had major implications on <laughs> our society and, like, how history played out just because of how these poisons affect people. So, like, two of the big ones from back in the day, uh, lead poisoning and asbestos poisoning. Like, those are the two big leaders, but I feel like back in the day, just everything was kind of poisoning you in a way <laughs> like you know scientists are still trying to catch up with like well uh, those are the ones they didn't know about right like yeah they didn't yeah. know lead was bad they're putting it in pencils and kids are poking themselves in the eyes and oh no their eyes and shit. It, it was in more than just pencils like lead was like one of the main reasons like uh like major industries rose up in like north america and europe because they were able to put lead in everything. They were putting it in telephones, in refrigerators, washing machines, toys, vacuum cleaners. What and, happens when you get lead poisoning? Uh, a few things. But uh, the two major things that cause the most problem that they put lead in is gasoline and paint. Right. Like, like not only just, uh, like the, just the amount they put in, just the, the dangerous levels they put in gasoline and paint. And that they didn't really understand until into the 1950s like they started putting thing lead in everything like 1920s and on right so there's a good 30 years of just like you know they're, they're blind to what's going on 
People licking walls. Yeah. But uh, you want to know what happens with lead poisoning. So lead poisoning, it's it's basically causes brain damage, uh, diminished IQ, causes hearing problems and learning disabilities. And also, uh, very frequent, it causes very spontaneous behavior, violent behavior, and criminal activity. So it's mental, so it's, a, it's a mental thing. It is. It, it, it poisons the brain. Fucks uh, the brain. But that's, that's the strangest thing, that it, it, they said it leads to spontaneous criminal activity. So people just, just start committing crimes. They start stealing, robbing people, violently attacking people. Uh, it t- changes their whole personality. So it's clearly affecting parts of the brain that develop people's personality and like social skills and just like the ability to hold back from like your emotions. Right. And, you know, early on, like the lead poisoning, they, they were blaming it on low income houses and slums because that's mostly he was a lot of the households that were using these paints. You know, when they started discovering these paints were dangerous in the 50s, uh, you know, people started con- al- like using alternate paints with less lead in it. But lead was used in cheaper paints, so they were blaming it on, like, slums and stuff for using it. So were they, like, they were still making it and selling it to low-income people? Or did it, like, when was there a ban on putting lead in shit? Oh, yeah. No, they, you know, scientists are discovering that, like, lead poisoning is a real thing and it's happening. But when they started seeing that it's happening in more low-income housing, because of this, they started blaming it on other aspects. They were blaming it uh, on because they were poor. It was, like, class reasons. And they were being super racist. <laughs> they were basically right. a lot of black families and Hispanic families, like, getting poisoned, like, in America and, like, indigenous people in Canada. So they're just saying, like... It's like, oh, all this shitty behavior and stuff. It's because, you know, these these people living in these slums when really it's probably all this poison that's, like, seeping in out of the walls from the paint and, like, coming through their gas lines. And they're just surrounded by this lead in the air constantly. And that's just, like, warping their kids' minds and, like, poisoning these kids. Yeah, and it's, so just, it's just a way to... You know, just keep people down too. You know, it's like absolutely. So that's why nothing was done. They're like saying, "There's like, oh, this like, you know, you're saying all this lead poisoning is causing all these problems in these people." When they just come out and say, "Oh, it's, it's these people's fault. They have no, they're their own problem because of the way, the way they live and all that shit." So it wasn't until like the '70s when they finally decided, you know what, like, okay, uh, we're gonna stop putting all this lead. It's because they started finding that lead poisoning was happening in the upper class, the middle class, the upper class, right? It wasn't just the lower class people that it was affecting. So that's when they, the alarm bells really started going off, when the, the very scientists and doctors who are studying this are getting affected in their neighborhoods, they yeah. realize, right? Because it's in gasoline. So every time you're pumping your car, you're driving your car, you're, you're around a bunch of cars idling, that's pumping out. Just well, that's, what, that's why it says unleaded now. When, yeah. you go to, when you go to a gas pump, it says unleaded. And for a while, when unleaded gas came out, that was far more expensive than leaded gas. So even though that was the option available, they, you know, they didn't mandate it. They weren't so like the, just only the use the unleaded. Inco- low income people option. are still yeah. Low income people are still going to be buying 
the cheaper option, which is the yeah. more poisonous option, which seems to be the way with anything. Yeah, and it's not like these people are like, ah, a little poison will do do you good. We'll just save some money. It's like they're not getting informed at all that this these products are slowly killing them and right. slowly driving them mad. And they they aren't told any of this, so they just keep buying it because they think it's cheaper. So it wasn't until the late 70s that it was like finally put in place. They started taking lead out. But even then, all these old buildings that still have lead paint, even though they're decades old, and there's like layers and layers of them, and that's still seeping out and like poisoning whoever lives there. What kind of implications does that, does that have on like a, a huge population? Because that's a lot of North America in one way or another, like between like the 30s and the 70s are exposed to, you know, different amounts of lead poisoning. In some cases, a lot of lead poisoning. So, like, what does that do to a population? Like, when you think about, like, what these toxins do to the people and how it causes, like, spontaneous violent behavior in people, right? And then you start looking at the amount of, like, serial killers that start showing up in, like, the 60s and the 70s and 80s. Just, like, out of nowhere. Like, when you look at serial killer cases... It's mo like most of the big ones take place between the seventies and eighties. Right. Not only that, the amount of violent crime and just crime in general and drug use, you know, really peaked in the seventies and eighties. A lot of wild, spontaneous behavior. So you're saying all of this wild, spontaneous behavior could be directly connected to poisoning, like people being poisoned and their brains being there fucked up. There is a up. chance. Like, you know, obviously, especially with serial killers, there's a lot of other factors at play here. But, like, if all these kids are growing up, you know, like, you know, their brain is getting affected because they're constantly around lead poisoning, it's going to affect them one way or another. Whether it's just they're really slow at school or just, like, you know, they have, like, weird social skills or you, know, you just become a straight-up sociopath. Like, you don't know really what it's going to say. But, like, that's what some scientists are actually just, you know, they want to try and link this up. There's like a lot of these mental issues that might have been caused by lead poisoning. Now, is there, now you're saying this is like 60s and 70s. Is there something now? Like, what are we afraid of now in 2020 accidentally poisoning, uh, poisoning us and controlling our minds or causing mental breakdowns or psychotic behavior? Well, you know, as far as like uh, obvious things, like because it's hard to find lead now. Where do you yeah. where where would you find lead now? You're not finding much lead. There's still cases, like I know, I think in China, like products that come from China sometimes have to be recalled because like lead poisoning. I remember years ago, it was like a bunch of children's toys like covered in lead paint that were like being sold, <laughs> like that's. Like that's what that what that's what was happening in like the fifties and sixties. Like all these kids' toys were covered in these this paint that was just lathered in lead, right? These kids are just right. surrounded in it. And another big thing that happened uh, back in the day is asbestos. Asbestos like was everywhere. Asbestos. It was like it was a major like it was a major thing used in manufacturing. It was like a really good building material because it it took it resisted heat really well, and it was a great electrical insulator. I was gonna say, yeah, didn't they use it to insulate homes and like factory buildings and stuff? That's where you hear about it now, where there's like an old factory or something, and they're like, "Don't go in there because there's a chance they use asbestos to insulate the yeah. roof." 
yeah, and like there's there's still places today with asbestos in it. But like, yeah, this this shit was everywhere. This is in every house, every building, every manufacturing place, every factory, every restaurant. It was just because you know it was great, cheap material. It was great to use. Mm, you know, the they didn't in. figure it out till the seventies either. Like. Whoever, whatever scientists came on board in the seventies and started figuring out all this stuff, they're goddamn heroes. Because well, when you see that advancement in science, when when people are getting sick, and there's got to be a reason, and you start poking around, well, people weren't as that, smart. Yeah. People weren't as smart in the twenties and the thirties. They they were they're making this stuff going on. I hope it's good paint. Yeah, but by the fifties, they they definitely knew what was going on. They were just hiding it. But it's like people, like scientists with actual morals, came out in the seventies and actually tried to put a stop to all this, and they mostly succeeded. But yeah, asbestos it causes like crazy cancers and just destroys your lungs. Right. And uh, apparently, Trump in twenty eighteen he changed the EPA rulings in America and made it legal for them to use asbestos in construction again, like really? on a case to case basis. Right. Two years ago. Two years ago. And it was coming from Russia. Surprise, surprise. Russian asbestos? Yeah. Like when you hear when you hear the word asbestos now, you think of poison right away. You think, oh, that's oh, it's a terrible name. There's a town in Quebec named Asbestos because they they had an asbestos mine there. So they all the all the asbestos like in Canada was pulled from this mine. That was my next question. Where do you get it? It's not man made. It's it's pulled from the earth. Yeah, it's um. It's like this fibrous crystal-like material. It's a it's a mineral, and you, you mine it, and so basically you're able to take this fibrous mineral, and break that down and use use all that. Uh, so they they were noticing early on in these in these mines to collect asbestos that people were having lung problems, but they weren't correlating it to anything, right? This is like the 1910 1920s. They're just like, hmm, must be a demon. <laughs> Must be a demon possessing them. It can't be the the mine that's making them sick. So they they go they'd go into this like so all the miners would turn psychotic and crazy too. No, that's lead poisoning. Asbestos just destroys your lungs. Oh, it just destroys your lungs. Sorry, I mixed the two up there for a that's second. That's okay. Um, so yeah, this is something from the earth that we're not supposed to be using as a material. You know, like it's. It's like people that eat fucking... It's like what I say about people that eat really spicy food, you know? The earth doesn't want you to eat that pepper because it's trying to protect itself. I, I eat spicy food. It, there's there's a science behind spicy food. It's not, it's not all bad. What I'm saying, this is something that is made in the earth yeah. that humans shouldn't interact with. Or yeah, you're going to have, you're gonna have an uncomfortable result. Yeah, it's... Uh, not something that's that's good for for humans. So it's best just leave it under the ground and uh, figure out something else. Cause like, you know, whatever they replaced it with, I'm sure it's no better, right? That's like the case with a lot of these old ancient poisons oh. that were in society. They replaced, it with, it, with that, some, 
they have to replace them with something pretty quick and easy. So I'm sure a lot of they, these replacements aren't good either. No, they replaced it with that, uh, you know, pink fiberglass uh, insulation that makes you itchy if you touch it because it's got tons of little pieces of fiberglass in it. Yeah, and I don't know why they made it look like cotton candy. It's very intriguing when you're a child. They just want to jump into a pile of it. It looks comfy. And then next thing you know, you're just getting stabbed a billion times by a little micro fucking fiberglass. Yeah, we all learned that as a kid. <laughs> totally. There's not one kid on this planet that hasn't been around an unfinished house and touched a piece of pink pink panther insulation. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at this stuff right now. You want to touch it, don't you? It's yeah, kind of. But you know you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, cuz I've learned cuz I was a child once. But, yeah, but uh yeah, there's there's definitely things out there still poisoning us today. Uh there's bra- brake dust is one thing. As brake pads wear down each time you throw on the brakes, you're just grinding these brake pads and you're sending little tiny metal fibers up into the air. Yeah. So, like, this, this is more of a problem for people in cities who are constantly walking around busy streets, like, just for years and years and decades. They build up, you know, it starts to wreak havoc on their throat and their lungs. There's a study done in England. They called it London Throat. Which just, these, gives, just the little microfibers that... When you hit your brakes, your brake pads wear down and they burst into the air and then you breathe them in. And, and it, gives, fun, it gives you the London throat, right? Gives you a, just a constant oh, raspy oh. cough. Oh, cough, cough, oh, oh. Everywhere you go. Like, Brandy, you sound different. What's going on? Yeah, I just go to London throat. I thought that was because it was real, like, foggy in London and hard to breathe anyway. <laughs> I think it's just hard to live there in general. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I found a whole list of just, like, toxic things that are just probably all in our houses right now that, like, either they know it causes, like, horrible damage or bad damage, or they, they, they don't know, and they just but they know something's bad is happening, right? So, like, perfumes, for example, like, perfumes and, like, Axe body spray, all those things we're spraying on ourselves. Of like, course. Look, that's, that's not so bad, you know, you know. Some cases you can put it on your skin, doesn't cause irritation. But if any of this is inhaled, it causes like immediate dizziness and nausea, irritates the throat and the lungs, and that it even causes kidney damage. Yeah, there are so many chemicals we're pumping into our air and our personal spaces and on our bodies every day. Yeah. And most of it is just like to keep ourselves smelling good and looking good and just, you know, masking the smell of garbage and shit. And, and we're just like, we're just destroying our health just so we don't have to smell the bad things and look ugly. <laughs> Cause like it's cosmetics that are like full of like, you can get organic cosmetics and stuff, but for the most part, a lot of the stuff people are buying does damage to your skin. Oh man. I can't walk into a shopper's drug mart without feeling like I'm just breathing in something terrible for me. That's going to fucking it, kill you. Or the, or the bay. Yeah. How come right at the front entrance, it's just like a, just like every perfume imaginable. And it's when you walk up there, it smells like they're all just going off at once. Yeah, just like, like a, a bunch thick of, cloud. Bunch, so of bay, old, <laughs> bunch of old ladies standing around a fucking tuna platter. So they're essentially slowly poisoning us at the bay, uh, if you didn't know that. Maybe that's part of the plan. We don't know yet. Oh, we're poisoning ourselves every here's, day. Here's another crazy one. Uh... This isn't the case for all of them, but mattresses. 
mattresses apparently, a lot of them, have a certain compound in them called PBDE. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, you know, a lot, some of them are recalled and some manufacturers don't use that. But like in the case of just like cheap mattress companies that don't care, which is a bunch of them, right. they just make mattresses with this stuff, which causes like causes brain damage. It causes decreased sperm quality and thyroid problems. So and how are you going to figure that out? Like you're sleeping on your mattress every night and next thing you know, you got a thyroid problem. How do you connect that to your fucking mattress? I know it's like that's it's so bizarre and like such a specific chemical in a mattress. Like, it must be so much testing. And, like, yeah. you're just l- sleeping in a poison bed for, like, a third of your life. It's the last place you're going to look to. You're going to look at everything else you do in your life and be like, what is making me sick? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go sleep on it and think about it. Yeah. Oh, God. What's, like, uh, what's another one here on the list? Uh, most cleaning products. Of those course. are That's kind of given, though. They give you warnings. They tell you. Yeah, but, like, we, most we of those get things, taught that. Like you're not wearing masks when you're using them. You're you're most of the time you're inhaling these chemicals as you're spraying them, and that's just <laughs> slowly doing lung damage. Permanent markers, man. When we were kids, you get a you get a hold of like a good black permanent marker. This is before Sharpie had like the corner hold on permanent markers. Because I think they probably make theirs out of non-toxic shit. But there used to be these permanent markers that you could get that oh, were. I remember those. They were so powerful, and like you would sniff them as a kid just to just to feel something. Yeah, like it, I don't even think these things got you high, but just the smell was so uh, intense. It was just oh, like, they, they totally got you high, man. And like sniffing glue used to actually be a thing that fucking the Ramones and a bunch of other drug addicts would actually do. Yeah, get around and sniff glue. There's still people out there huffing spray paint cans because they know they can get high off of it. Spray paint cans, yeah, uh, yeah, especially back when there was lead in it too. Like people were nuts. That's probably where gas. it started. People are huffing gas. They're just literally putting holes in their brain. I was watching some YouTube documentary of like people. Some guy was like hooked on like huffing gas for like most of his life, and he just did X-rays of his brain. There's like just whole chunks missing. Oh, like man. we don't even know how he's talking. <laughs> That's probably something I could get into. I love I love the smell of gasoline. I have my entire life. When I get a little bit on my shoe or something, you know, you dribble a little bit at the pumps. I just uh, sit in that all day. I think that's I think that's safe. But when you get you know you get your face right in there and just breathe in the fumes, that's when you're actually putting your nose to a jerry can. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So last week we talked about plastic plastic. Not last week, but a few weeks ago. But uh, plastic food containers, uh, the specific chemical called, f- let me try this, phthalates. It's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. Phthalates. It's used for most, like, uh, anything you can reheat in the microwave. It's, like, microwave safe or whatever. But I guess as this thing wears down, these chemicals just get out and just wreak havoc on, have, like, neurological and reproductive effects like Brandon yep how, how does a microwave work oh it uh, uses microwaves <laughs> for food <laughs> oh, it's okay. called it because that's what it is the microwave is the way it is because of the way it is and that's fucking killing us too yeah more of the plastic uh, than the microwave 
But uh, same, yeah, anything plastic, plastic bottles, there's slowly things leaking. You, know, you get everything, it's supposed to be BPA-free. That was the previous plastic that would leak in, but whatever they have replacing it, they don't really have the science on yet. So Yeah. That's why, like, people that, like, reuse, like, plastic water bottles and, like, use them over and over again, like, every time you're doing that, you're just flushing, like, a layer of microplastic off of the side of the water bottle and drinking it. Yeah, just it's wearing it down. It's not good. You can't can't avoid this shit, man. And uh, another big one's canned food. That's another one that's full of BPA. Really? Uh, And, you know, leads to hormone disruption, heart disease, diabetes... And like it's le- it's a lot less regulated in canned food. See, we sit around and we wonder what the fuck is killing us all the time, and it's all the stuff we use on a daily basis. Yeah, and like this, and it, that's another thing. A lot of this stuff, it's not just like lung damage or brain damage. It's causing like, well, with the brain damage, it's causing depression. It's causing like suicidal thoughts. In extreme cases, like it's causing like people to have just bizarre, spontaneous behavior. Uh, you know, it affects people in different ways, but it makes you think like with all this stuff everywhere, we're just constantly using it. It's in shampoos and deodorant. And it's I, don't, I don't use either of those things. So <laughs> there you go. you're safe. Stay smelly. Stay safe. Yeah, really. Like, honestly, this comes back to move a, a fucking cabin in the woods and stay smelly and stay safe. You want to smell good? Go find some pine. Yeah, go light a go light a fire. Just permanently smell like smoke. Yeah. I love it. I love smelling Bur- like smoke. And you can control the smell of your smoke, and that's burning carcinogens that are getting into your lungs that aren't good, too. But you could burn some hickory, some cherry wood. Smell yeah. great. Yeah, you don't have to get right in there. Just stand close. Yeah. Just stand over top, lift your shirt up, let the smoke in. Now, like, what do you think... We're going to find out in the future, because we're just going to continue to find out more of these things that are killing us. Yeah. What do you think the next big one is that we don't even realize that we're using right now? Uh, I don't know. I think something maybe in our smartphones and our laptops, some bizarre mineral that's mined in Africa to build these phones that like we still don't fully understand. Yeah. Maybe that. You know, phones are kind of bad for us in general. So we're touching like, we're touching them all day, and then you're touching your food and putting your fingers in your mouth. Um, I guess I'm worried about pesticides. That's like that's another thing I didn't touch on yet is like the amount of pesticides in our food, and yeah, you know the worse it's getting because like it's not like just because we know about it, you know, there's documentaries and there's like activists trying to put a stop to it. Doesn't mean it's stopping. Like if anything, it's increasing. Yeah, it all comes down to the just the sheer amount of people that these companies have to feed. There's a lot of mouths to feed, and the only way to grow a lot of these vegetables is through altered genetics and intense pesticides, so that nothing destroys it. And you know, a lot of these pesticides are constantly changing. Like they did cause problems in the past, so companies are constantly jumping to like alternatives you're like all right we're not using this anymore because it causes cancer so we'll use this one which will cause less cancer yeah, <laughs> so, and like p- people using like chemicals to kill the weeds in their gardens and stuff yeah. like you, chemical uh chemical killers like that got really big for a while and now people don't use them as much but it all comes down to fucking 
ego, like people not wanting weeds in their garden or they don't want to smell a certain way or look a certain way. It comes down to the human brain to not wanting things that are there. So we invent something to get rid of it. And that ends up killing us. I think it's more like, especially when people use pests, like most pesticide is used to get rid of pests, right? It's mostly used to get rid of bugs or else bugs will just destroy your entire crop. But if you had a balanced system within nature, those bugs wouldn't be an issue. Like there are alternate ways to deter bugs or attract bugs in other ways. Or let the right bugs go to the right place. Yeah, like you know, I, we need we need bugs for ecosystems to survive. They need yeah. to be in certain places. But like, there's plants that you can grow alongside other plants that will deter insects and like, yeah, deter you're not, pests. you're not supposed you're not supposed to have a fucking two hundred acre bean field that yeah. doesn't exist in nature. Beans grow one or you know in a bunch here or there. Yeah, that's but why there's he, an, that's why there's an issue. You gotta. You gotta but now he, humans come along and we're hungry and we plant acres and acres of soybean fields and then we're like, oh, we need to pesticide them because now these bugs know that there's acres of soybeans to go eat, so yep. they show up. Like we've done this to ourselves, Brandon. We're doomed. <laughs> we didn't do it, but we have no choice. We've been eating. We've been eating this toxic food our entire lives. Like. It's probably something I never really thought about, at least until maybe when I was in my 20s. Like, that's when information like this really started coming a little more mainstream. You know, there's documentaries on it. They talk about how it affects humans, not just us, how it affects bees. They're thinking pesticides are destroying the bee population, which is partly true. Oh, man. The other day, this is total side rail, but the other day I ate probably like... I want to say 25 spoonfuls of natural Burgessville honey, just <laughs> honey from my hometown, just eating it by the spoonful, finish the whole jar. You're like Winnie the Pooh over there. <laughs> Were you doing so it? Uh, wearing a shirt and no pants? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> the Burgessville way. Do, do bees know that their vomit is so tasty? I think so. They must know. They they must know something's up. It'd be pre- it'd be pretty insane if they've never tried it. Oh yeah, it's it's coming out of them. I'm sure they know. <laughs> but, but yeah, pesticides are killing them. They're killing us. Uh, that's my biggest worry. Is uh, what it's gonna do to us down the line. I don't think it's. See, there's things like cancer that all these things cause. It what scares me the most is things that like deteriorate the mind. And make you dumber and slower. Like so many of these chemicals yeah. have problems with like it, it, you know, it's all brain damage. They just give it different names. It's just right. making everyone dumber. Like we truly have a dumber society. It's, it's very obvious with our whole conversation of barbecue, man. Yeah, like, I was going to say clearly they all open barbecue restaurants in Etobicoke. And they're dumb in their way. But we're we're also dumb in our, in our own way. We're dumb for so <laughs> Uh, but, like, I feel like a whole society, and, like, we can blame that on all kinds of things. But is it the chemicals? Are we getting dumbed down? And is it done purposefully? I don't know if it's done purposely and or if it's done just out of greed to make more money, you know? So these pesticide companies, 
know that they can make a ton of money making a pesticide that's going to get rid of a certain bug that's killing your cornfield or your soybean field. So Monsanto gets in there and they invent their fucking pesticides or their they're growing they they had like stuff that would help the plants grow that ended up being bad for you right yeah um monsanto they were the big evil um company making shit right yeah but uh that's all out of greed to grow more food for people to make more money on what they're selling yeah well the way that company runs is just they have a monopoly on the seed industry and like the farmers growing their seeds can only grow like Monsanto seeds and like they have full control, which is, which is nuts. And like they have to feed the world. Like that's something we have a shitload of people and that's the only way to do it. But like, but do yeah. we have to do it with these chemicals that are killing us both in the pesticides and in the growing agents and in the seed reproduction agents that are making these seeds? You know, what? it's right now it just, it seems like a necessary evil because until they actually have something that would replace pesticides in a fully safe way and prevent all these crops from being destroyed by bugs, which is only one threat to these plants. There's several other threats to the, the world's food supply, uh, but bugs being one of them, like until you come out with an actual alternate way that's safe, like you can't just, you know, cut it clean. You can't just go to like the safest bet even though it's not going to protect the plant as much because you're going to have a suddenly a worldwide food shortage. So there's definitely ways to do it safe, but like... Just, the safest way time. is to do it yourself. The safest yeah. way is to have your own garden and try to do it as organically as you can and make sure you're getting fresh seeds and you're not putting pesticides in there and you're planting the right vegetables next to the right vegetables and fruits that the bug population and the ecosystems all work together yeah. naturally. Yeah, That's I think the, it's all down to, it's all horticulture. It's all understanding the process and the cycle of nature and planting the right things in the right soil next to the right plants and help everything work together. Like, it, it, like that's how it's going to work. Fungus and mushrooms are a huge aspect in all this, too. Uh, they help, like, having mushrooms in the areas. They have the mycelium that's under the ground, helps connect all these plants together. They're able to kind of figure out issues, whether it's, like, uh, not enough nutrients getting to a plant or... There are issues with bugs, like mushrooms. Yeah. Certain mushrooms help facilitate this and protect plants. But, you know, you you tear up a whole field and you rip up the topsoil and, you know, it's it's not natural. Things aren't going yeah. to grow properly. And humans, we've just let, we've let greed and ego and accessibility and things being easy for us just get to a point where we're doomed. Yeah. And we're, ki- we're killing ourselves. That's what I, yeah, that's the craziest thought I had today about all this. Like, all of these products that we've invented, like, early on to help make our life easier and just make us more comfortable and help us survive longer, make our tasks in life much easier. All of these things are made with these bizarre, strange chemicals that are slowly destroying us and killing us. So, like, I feel like it's, it's in a bizarre way, kind of trying to keep us balanced. You know, we're yeah, creating no. these products to keep us alive, but what we make to create it is slowly killing us. Yeah, and maybe that's what this great reset, this big step backwards that 
we feel like we're being forced to take even now with the pandemic and everything. Maybe that's what it's teaching us is that this efficient life that we've created doesn't really make things better for us because we are hurting ourselves with these chemicals that we're putting out there and these microplastics and microfibers that we don't even fucking know. But we do know. That's the the stupidest part, and we just keep using it. If anything, we just suck at freedom. Most humans suck at freedom. Yeah. (laughs) Having a free choice to do things isn't always the best for everyone. Yeah, like there... There shouldn't be fucking barbecue restaurants. <laughs> you should get your own meat if you choose to eat meat and cook it for yourself in a oh, way yeah. that it, is but safe. You have to dist- 90% of the population of the world would have to disappear before you can even begin to try and live a lifestyle like that. Yeah, where you do everything, where you do things very selfishly and you do everything for yourself. You are your own food supply. You are your own clothing maker. You are your own, well, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like you do everything yourself instead oh, you of going. You still need a tribe, Tyler. You still need people to help. You can't do all that yourself. You do one of those things and then someone else will stay back and make your clothes. And someone else will stay back and build you a table. That's what society is about. I'm not saying, yeah, we don't have to stack a million people in the one little area, but tribes, man. But, yeah. I don't think that's what the Great Reset is. I don't think they're just going to pull the plug <laughs> on, on society and be like, let's try again. Uh, I think uh, just the way shit's going with the climate and our very, uh, very flimsy, teetering... Uh, uh, there goes my brain again. <laughs> And then we ha- yeah. See, think- how many fucking paint chips were you eating as a kid? What yeah. walls were you licking? <laughs> I know. I think I was just eating too many paint chips. That's what's happening to my brain. We've also gone super long. This has been an hour 20 already. It's good. It's good. We've, we've had a lot to say. And, uh, yeah, learning about all the fun things uh, around us that are slowly destroying us, killing our bodies. Uh, who knows how healthy we could be unless we go out. Just live in the woods in a cabin, and you don't bathe, you don't use any soap, you don't have any cleaning products, you don't use plastic containers, you don't hell, use not even br- canned food. You don't use your brakes. You don't sleep on a mattress. There's a lot of don'ts that need to happen. Yeah, but we, we, we don't live in a world where that could possibly happen. Not everything, for everybody. Everything is, like, very uh, complicated chaotic you know it is it is complicated and chaotic you know, anything true. can push us over the edge it's not it won't it won't take much so no. this great reset you know it might just happen naturally but i want to talk more about that next week the the whole idea of the great reset and what the whole world is saying about it <laughs> that's a conspiracy lane to go down for sure sounds good well i think we're doomed Oh, we're always doomed, Tyler. 